BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's up, Hollow Colt? Another are back. fantastic middle of the week Wednesday. Hopefully you're all here and being your weirdest best selves. So they're filing in. Yeah. And if it's if it's anything like the Discord's been the last hour. It's been pretty wild. It's gonna be a wild night. It's gonna be a wild night. So don't forget to hit that like and subscribe and notification buttons on the old YouTube. That way you get all the information as to when we're going to do these, which is Wednesdays right now at eight o'clock. Right now. Right now. Right now. Live. Large and in charge. That's right. Large and in charge. Um, hmm. good news. We didn't get our business bank account set up. Yeah. That's because people um, are fucking lazy these days. That's, but hopefully Saturday. I'm and then hot. I'm going to go hot with that. <laughs> Kyle gets worked up, but yeah. hopefully Saturday we have everything ironed out. And then one step closer to merch to satiate all you animals out there. Yep. We're asking about it. It's going to be awesome. So I got some ideas for merch and possibly new website and all that jazz. Should be cool. It'll be cool. 
maybe switch to a new hosting site in the near future. Big moves. Further help us. Boss moves. Yeah. Got to do what we got to do. I got a little, uh, one of those little creator TikTok lights here. Thought it helped the uh, tiredness under the old eyes here, but I don't think it's doing much for me. Well, you got to get sleep first. That's, well, hey. That's, that's That's a requirement of getting rid of that shit. The, uh, what do they call that? People who survive on less than six hours of sleep a night, the sleepless elite. It doesn't feel like a cool party to be in. Not really. I'm not a fan of it. So. No. Like last night we was up late with Eric from uncomfortable. Who's in here right now. Oh yeah. Shout out to Eric. So we'll be on his show in the near future. Uncomfortable hollow sky part two. Yeah. Had an awesome chit chat with him last night. It was a good time. It was a good time. It was about little, a two and a two and a half hour conversation. Yeah, a little, little out of pocket for what we normally talk about, but it was, it was it cool, was solid. Yeah, it was cool getting to know him. You know, I, I feel like kind of furthered the bond there that we have with him. I think it'll lead to uh, cool things. Yeah, for sure. It was a great. He's in here. It was a great conversation. Uh, Burton's in here. What up, Burton? I did get your message. Uh, I'll message you back. Me and Kyle are still trying to get our, our vehicle situation sorted out before we make any <laughs> commitments to anything. So Dilmo helped help the brother out though. My car's running better now. Ooh. Still losing oil, but light. But he did he did do me a solid. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have got it because I would have caught my car on fire. Which like I legitimately would have just dumped gas in it and lit it on fire. So yeah, mine mine now, I can't take the key out of the ignition. Cool. Because if I do, the ignition locks up. So I'm just cool. leaving it in there cool. in hopes that, A, cool. someone will cool. steal it, and B, someone will also steal it. So it works out. It's like a like a double. But uh, who else we got in here? Man. Everybody. I'm really stoked to be here today. So I am too. Cool. That's what I was telling Steve last night. I was just like, man, I was so wore out and just punched out before I even sat down to do the interview with Eric. And then we sit down and we start having good conversation and it just, it like riles you up where you're like, man, this is awesome. And then it sucks when you have to get up and go to a real job. Yeah. And you just die inside all over again. But like you, like you said tonight, like I, it's like catching your second wind every time. And I, I get to the point now where uh, all I want to do is work on the show. Like yeah. If I'm not working on the show, I don't like it. Like work impedes on my time. I could be promoting or writing or yeah. reading. Important anything. Show. Anything. Okay. Um, what else we got going on? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the chat, uh, Range Rescued's in the chat. Uh, they sent us some cool, cool, uh, bullet rescue creations. Little, uh, I won't zoom in very well, but sent us all sorts of cool shit here. Yeah, it is pretty so cool. check them out. 
You got some buttons. Buttons and uh, some earrings we got as well. Super dope. <laughs> got necklace. It's dope. Yeah. And uh, some keychains as well. Yeah. Definitely go check them out. We appreciate it. That was sick. It is awesome. I got mine hanging on my keychain as we speak. Um, weirdness. Weirdness. Did you see the photo? I what was it? The Mexican president posted. Oh, the the goblin elf. Thing? Yeah, yeah, that was pretty that weird, was weird, right? Like it's it's heavy making its rounds. Uh, I see everybody posting it and everybody sending it to me on Instagram. And you know, naturally, I love it because it's just weird, right? Yeah. And it it also makes you wonder, like you have prominent a prominent person coming out and being like, "No, this is real. This is real." Yeah, it's it kind of, I kind of is part of the course of the last couple of weeks of weirdness that everybody's been coming out with. So it's uh, yeah, it's weird. I saved uh, I saved another little piece of information here um they released some information on havana syndrome which is interesting oh, i think i saw this i yeah. think i saw this it's interesting i didn't read it though but i did see the headline is that the one where they were talking about they cannot uh tag it to any country and any any sort of like sonic weapon so they don't know what it is. Or where it's coming Here, from. Yeah, here's one of the little releases. I'll read it to you guys. Um, one of the officials said that even in geographic locations where U.S. intelligence could effectively have total ability to monitor the, monitor the environment for signs of malicious interference, analysts found no evidence of an adversary targeting personnel. There was nothing, the official said. This person added that there was no intelligence that foreign leaders, including in Russia, had any knowledge of or had authorized an attack on U.S. personnel that could explain the symptoms. The second of who described as uh, described it as a frustrating mystery as to why longtime colleagues have become ill, said that analysts spent months churning data, looking for patterns, and inventing new analytic methodologies only to come up with no plausible explana- explanations. Both officials said that intelligence community remained open to new ideas and evidence. For instance, if information emerged that a foreign adversary had made progress developing the technology for an energy weapon that might cause analysts to adjust their uh, assessments, but they initially foreclosed that the possibility that Russia or any other adversarial government or non-state actor was behind the mysterious syndrome. So basically, nothing. Just long-winded nothing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I caught the exact same vibes about the UAPs in the in the airspace that they've been shooting down. It's the same, the same kind of vibe you get from it. Yeah. Just just a bunch of word salad to say that they don't know. But that I mean I mean, they didn't even really single anybody, like eliminate anyone. They said if if somebody comes forward with the technology, then we'll then we'll reassert. But right now, 
We don't know. Yeah, it sounds about right. It makes you it makes you wonder what they have coming down. Because it's just it's two for two now. Like you have the UAPs that they're just kind of like they're just kind of like they're reacting to at the same time they're almost dismissing it. And now you have and then before that you had the admission of off-road vehicles and now you have Havana syndrome that they're re-bringing up to just say, eh, we don't really know where it's, where, <laughs> what it is, where it's coming from. It just kind of makes it like you, you, you get this gut, like blue beam feeling. Like yeah, they're they just, are... you're just kind of nudging everybody in this, into this corner where they're like, Hey, it's coming. It's coming. Do better. Do better, government. Oh, I agree. I read something on Reddit today. Um, I cannot remember if it was a declassified or what it was, but they they were more or less admitting to um, parallel dimensions and how a lot of these things coming to us are from other dimensions. And they say it said not only from other planets, but other dimensions. Like it is somehow they're, they're merging and that's where a lot of these things are coming from. I believe that. Oh, I do too. Absolutely. believe it. It makes, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I definitely believe that. And Especially how... like for some of these like one-offs that we hear about every once in a while. Like remember the submission with the uh, the flyhead guy? Yeah. You get them real bizarre one-offs. That... The interdimensional eyeball? Yeah, the interdimensional eyeball. Yeah. Like and the one-offs that you don't hear very much about. I feel like, I don't know. I don't know which would have, which would have greater re- like repercussions. The fact that they're... If they were to come out and tell everybody that there are, there is proof of alternate alternate dimensions and they can interact with us, or if they come out and say there is proof of other life in the universe and beyond and they also can interact with us, I don't know which one. Uh, us, Johnny Q Publix here, would take better. Uh, personally, I feel like uh, within our reality is probably more palatable than the interdimensional stuff. Yeah. How do you, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. How do you stop that? It's out of my pay grade to try to right. understand. And you know, if they can jump dimensions, theory. they're insanely more advanced than we are. Like it's not even. Yeah. The fact that they can just intermingle in between, just fade right. in, fade out. Yeah. Like that, that's definitely. That's definitely a lot more alarming than some asshat coming from Mars. <laughs> oh, Madman's in here. What up, Maddox? Yeah. What's up, buddy? Oh, he's going hard in the paint. Thirteen-year-old conspiracy theorist here. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. I mean, if they're coming from <clears throat> coming from Mars, we'll just shoot Teslas at them. Yeah. That might be what started it, that he shot the car at Mars. Now I wouldn't doubt it. Back. I wouldn't doubt it. Like, keep your junk on Earth, you nerds. 
<laughs> That's how we do. Yeah. Uh, they're bummed because people are bummed because they still haven't found your OnlyFans page. Oh, sorry. It's still a work in progress. I got a lot going on. Yeah. Got a lot going on. There's a whole bunch of things going on. Oh. Uh, but yeah, we had a had a really awesome, really awesome conversation with Eric last night. Um, it was cool. It was it was refreshing. It was cool. It definitely was. Yeah, uh, I'm stoked to uh, see when he drops that. Talked about weird shit. Talked about the world. Just you know. Yeah, and we got a good a good episode coming out Monday. I think it's going to be pretty litty. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a good conversation. Uh, So if you hear this on the podcast, it'll be yesterday's episode for you. Because we're time travelers right now. Yes, we are. We're we're back to the future. Right? Because we're in the present recording now. To release in the future, which will then be the now will be the past. Right. I was just trying to figure out who would be Marty McFly and who's the the mad scientist. Oh man, not, not me. I don't know. I'll just be Biff. That's appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Maddox is in here. Thoughts on World War Three? Well, first off, buddy, don't stress on World War Three. All right. You've heard about sixty times. <laughs> don't, yeah. Don't. Don't. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> but we'll burn that bridge when we get there. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's any closer than it was last year. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the same powers that be are flexing their muscles. The, the same 10 people are calling the shots. If it's please tell me drink. you're <laughs> quoting Boondock Saints. You are, I will be happy because that's a fantastic movie. Doc Brown. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Monday's episode is going to be on Hatman. Yeah, that was a that was a banger. That was a banger. I had fun it was recording. Way that. cooler. Even just doing the research, it was way cooler than I anticipated. And it was a last minute audible too, because I'd been working on the paths of magic and I lost the article and uh, I was sitting in my room Friday night. So the night before we have to record and I'm in um, Eric's, the uncomfortable host in his discord, listening to a live chat. So I'm listening to them and I'm kind of just strolling through trying to, find things to research about. And it just, I don't know, out of nowhere, it just hit me. I'm like, Hat Man, I haven't, we haven't done anything on Hat Man, so why not? I'm going to look into this. And uh, I started reading and, and researching, and I'm like, holy shit. This is way different than I anticipated it to be. And then when the conversation unfolds between you and me during the episode, it gets even weirder. And it, I don't know, it it just... It it did turn out to be a really cool episode. Yeah, it was it was a banger. It was a banger. 
uh, we just, I always like pull up and sort of research, like side research as Kyle's, I'm listening to Kyle and I'm like picking things out that he's picked out and like connecting dots as we go. And it, it just, <clears throat> it went all over the place. It was, it's a cool episode, out. man. I don't want to spoil. I I want to spoil it because I'm excited about it, but I don't want to because I want everybody to take it in and and listen to it because there's some cool theories that I found, um, some very cool encounters that I found, and then the information that Steve found really kind of starts to bring it together. Yeah, and, it links it links yeah, a lot of stuff. Like it was it was really good. It was cool. I will ask a question that I asked Kyle when we were talking about it because I'm curious uh, to see what the chat yeah. is is like. Do we, Hollow Cult, think that the Hat Man is one singular entity that just traverses the ether? Or do we think it's it's a group of entity, like a like almost like a species of entities that is like in interacting with everyone? Curious as to everyone's thoughts on that. Like, if I see a hat man in Illinois and someone sees a hat man in Australia, is it the same entity or are there multiple entities? In Maynard, um, I did I did message Aaron Rodgers on Instagram. He did. He did. Yeah. We, we, are, we are shooting Hail Marys here lately. Uh, yeah, I have no problem shooting Hail Marys to anyone. <laughs> I uh, messaged uh, Dustin Rhodes, Goldust. He has a banger of a chupacabra story. I was like, listen, I know you'll never see this, but if you do, let's talk the chupa on the podcast. So far, there's a lot of groups. Yeah, I saw that. Like, there's a lot. There's that's a lot. Like, that's different than I would have expected. Yeah, multiple. That's, and once again, Maynard here. Um, where's that? There. See, we we discussed this a little bit, right? The the different hats reported, and I proposed the question in regards to the hat, and Steve kind of hit the hit the nail on the head. Like, is it is it more cultural? Like, how to explain this? Because like some people report like the top hat. Some of them report the fedora. Some report like a cowboy-ish hat. Yeah, and I threw it out there like, did people see this entity 300 years ago? Was it still wearing the same garb that it wears now? Does it morph with the times? Does it, uh, is it the same across the board? So, I don't know. It's it's a cool conversation. You guys are going to like it. Yeah, definitely interesting. Definitely interesting. It's for sure a good time. I'm trying to think if we got anything new going on. Um, I'm more in the, like, the singular camp, I think. You think it's one entity? I kind of do. Interesting. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, I kind of I kind of vibe with the singular. Interesting. Unless, unless it's what we talked about. Like what the re, the the section of research that you even oh, then yeah. it, could, it could still be one entity, but I, I really liked that 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 surprise angle in the show. Yeah, it, it definitely, definitely cool angle. 
it was yeah it's gonna be cool i'm excited to see the uh the response to it we did see that john by the way happy birthday brother But yeah, we did see that it was in relation to um, Flannel Man and some other ones. Oh, peace, Swayze John. His birthday today too, right? Yeah, I said happy birthday, buddy. Um, right on. My yeah, you like you like you dropped right whenever I said that. Internet's <laughs> just for yeah, just for a split second too. Dope. It Maybe happens. I could get the hat man in here to work on my internet. I better watch what I say. Nah, just go full sand. Go with it. <clears throat> Love you too, man. Oh, huh. that's weird. P.P. Rockin said he's seen the hat man a couple times, and each time the hat was different. That is weird. Definitely strange. Uh, somebody asked uh, somebody ask if anybody has ever communicated with the hat man. Uh, I have. In my, in my research, I did see where it said that some people were actually able to talk to the hat man. Yeah, we we go a couple different routes with that too, mm-hmm. uh, as far as people's encounters go. So, yeah, it's uh, it's weird. It's it is weird. weird. That so it's many cool, people, though. even people that don't dabble in the paranormal, encounter these things. Yeah, you know what I mean, right? Oh, I told you about that podcast that I'm listening to now, Kyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm definitely files. gonna, I'm definitely gonna check it out. Their their opening segment is a banger because they talk about looking into the occult and paranormal, like uh, being in the mafia. Once you're in, you don't just get to leave. <laughs> I like that. Great. I like that. Great, <laughs> dude. We know. We knew. We know. There's no just getting out of it. No. No. And I I like that. Like once you're in, you're in. Oh, Which that's I mean, a, it's kind of what we're looking for. What a weird synch- synchronicity with Kenneth here. That is weird. I, I started listening to it on the way home about three episodes in. It's it's pretty solid. Yeah, I I'll have to download a couple of the episodes because I did I did squeeze off a picture in Discord today. But like where I'm working, there's absolutely no. My phone literally goes SOS. That that has multiple <laughs> meetings in this world. Oh, we chose this life. Yeah, this maybe this life chose us. I don't know. Oh uh, well, I mean, you talked to Charlie, and we might we may have been doing this for the last of eternity, forever, and for the rest of eternity. Who knows? Yeah, yeah he called us soul brothers. Who were destined to do this for eternity. I just picture us like the Blues Brothers whenever he said that. Just or ramp, Dumb and Dumber. Just ramping cop cars. and. Hey, they ramp a, a dog van in Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, we, we've got to get on that. We do not ramp enough cars. Yeah, we need to get a unique one. Hey, dude, your mom has a short bus. That's true. We could totally we could. We could get take a, a short bus. 
We t- we could take the hollow Paula and wrap it in hollow sky uh signias and then ramp it over Waverly Hills. I like it. I Think like we can it. do that sanctioned? Yeah. We'll just put uh, a big sticker of your face on the hood. Uh, that's, the, that's the exact image I was thinking of. <laughs> like, no lie. There, There is a stripper pole in the bus my mom bought that she was going to turn into a food Good for truck. her. Good for her. Well, she said a food truck. I don't know what her price right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> the old oh, man. Bus. Good times. We derail real quick on here, don't we? Yeah, it doesn't take long. Oh, oh, hell, she she's listening. Your mom? Yep. Hey, mom. <laughs> Hope the stripper bus is coming along good. See I you this guess. weekend. Steve, you gonna you gonna be one of the entertainers? Times are rough, man. Twenty bucks, uh, twenty bucks. Heard that. Got to expand your investment portfolio. Well, my little brother has already called shotgun, so. It's gonna be a weird. Gonna be a weird hollow camp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it! I love it. You guys are wild. Wild. That they are. Maybe maybe Kyle will film his OnlyFans from in there. Never know. You never know. The world is our oyster. That's right, and we're here to collect. And I'm allergic to shellfish. Not really. I don't. I don't eat seafood. But it would be funny. Well, yeah, I got some. Doctors. I got some. I don't know. I don't. Is there anything else weird before we start pumping the calls? I don't know, man. Like, oh, it's been thirty minutes. Oh it's wait, people. Oh. One more thing. One more thing. Psych. And whenever I was over, the lines. yeah. One second. Um, whenever I was over at Dilmo's house, getting my car fixed about rage quitting life, he told me that there's a Bigfoot behind your grandpa's house. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we He's, talk about all the time. The whistler. I know, but he said that your grandpa's neighbor told him that he's seen it several times. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And I was like. That's it. Boots know, on the me, ground. Yeah. Me and Steve definitely need to get up in there. Infrared, I'm charging the infrared tonight. Let's do this. It means we got to fight Bigfoot in the dark. Right. I'm not that scared. No. I am I am less scared of fighting Bigfoot in the dark than fighting a demon. Uh, Bigfoot can tear me in half. Yeah, I know. What's a demon like? He's going to take over my body as his vessel and he's going to be like have you seen this dude's knees are fucked up this dude's back so yeah he's going to try to make me do a back bend and walk down the steps that he's going to lose that battle well he's also going to make you turn into a puking owl and my discs are just going to herniate and that'll be the point that'll be what he wants and then he'll leave and you'll be a busted person laying on the ground dude um Okay, if it's a tag team match, you handle the Bigfoot. Okay. And I'll handle the demon. 
that you cannot physically hit. Good luck. So what? I'll have just as good odds as you. <laughs> I, I believe that. <laughs> I don't feel like our odds are that high to begin with. <laughs> no, no, they're definitely not. But you know, I we gotta go. We gotta go down in the books somehow. <laughs> Maynard, Maynard's Maynard's onto something here. That's agreeable. That is agreeable. <laughs> that is a hundred percent agreeable. If I have to get oh, suplexed boy. by Bigfoot, I'm in. Uh, Dogman? Who do we rather fight, a Dogman or Bigfoot? I, f- I still feel like my odds are better with Bigfoot. Here comes the demons messing with my internet. Yeah, your internet did sludge out there for a second. Nice try. It's back. Yeah, uh, I would. I would much. I would much rather go at Bigfoot than Dogman. Okay, Hollow Colt. If me and Kyle were a tag team, what two cryptid or paranormal beings would you choose for us to fight, and why? And would we win? Um, Ethan, no, no conclusion to Egress as of this time. I wish there was, but there's not. Maybe someday. Oh, thanks, Manuel. You you pick like the worst to fight. Where are we at? Oh, oh I'm down with Frogman. We're gonna win to go. I got Frogman. Oh, cool. Beat so you to it. I've got, I got the win to go. Yeah, I'm fighting Frogman. This is my little brother, by the way. So if anybody knows, uh, has taken the brunt of my personality, it's definitely this guy. So he knows what's up. Oh, hey, there we go. That's a fair fight. Grays and gnomes. How many? I'll just, fight like, just, I'll fight just thirty. One, just one gray and one gnome versus us. I'm saying I'm saying like two grays, and I feel like we could probably take twenty gnomes. So twenty two on two. Do they have to tag in, or is it all at once? All at once. Texas tornado. Yeah, I like it. All at once. I like it. Like it. I mean, if the grays can't use their... 75 grays? I'm in, as long as they can't... As long as they can't use their tech and stuff and make me pass out, then I'm in. <laughs> yeah, what are the rules here? Is it no if it's, if it's just Yeah, if it's just hand-to-hand combat. Is it an extreme rules match? Hell in a cell. We need some, we need some parameters and some boundaries here. I think I could take the eyeball on a stock. What the hell's an egret? I'm too afraid to ask. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Not deer I, and the tin can aliens from the old UFO. I'm, if the tin can aliens are made of armor, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> That's an understatement. <laughs> we're going to have a... Is it child abuse to fight black-eyed kids? <laughs> Your car... I mean, these are moral boundaries I don't have the answer for. <laughs> Are they being little assholes? Because I feel like that's it's all con- contextual here. That is probably the best question of the night. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, a TLC match. Twisted said TLC match. I like that. I like that. I'll have to do a swan swanton off a twenty foot ladder. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm afraid of heights. I make about three rungs, and I'll be like, Kyle, light them up. This is gonna get. <laughs> <laughs> Just be one of those little step stools. <laughs> 
Okay, an egret is a bird. Man, like I'm trying to fight a bird. <laughs> I mean, I will. I don't the think I, I don't think it'd be too cool. I love I love that we got like half the people in here like trying to choose the easiest ones for us, and then we got the other half in here throwing out Wendigos. Uh, Dylan says we need to fight demon trucks, maximum overdrive style. Cool. <sighs> Mothman cool. and Cujo. I'm not trying to fight Cujo. Oh, Cujo will take us both. Born pissed. Yeah, it'd take us both at the same time. Oh, man. Egrets are assholes. <laughs> Most birds are. Oh, a dog collar match. What if you had to have a dog collar match with Dog Man? That probably wouldn't be the best. No. No. Creature from the Black Lagoon and the Boggy Creek creature. Hmm. I like well, I would I'd have to fight the creature from the Black Lagoon because Kyle doesn't fuck with water. That's true. That's true. I'm in. Yeah. I oh, okay. That's real. Godzilla. Well, yeah. Well, uh, I'm putting my money on Godzilla on that one. <laughs> Not even a contest. <laughs> Bobo and Cliff from uh Finding Bigfoot. <laughs> Bobo Bobo's a tall dude. I think I think our odds would be pretty good. Fight six chupacabras and you both get a machete. Well, that's easy. I, I'm really, I'm really digging this uh, cryptid fight club we got going on tonight. I think if any of us came across these creatures, we'd shit our pants before we did anything. Is that is that a stipulation of the match? Like you have to shit your pants before you fight? Because that's, I mean, Rowdy, I don't, I don't know that I necessarily agree with that statement. God, you'll get you'll get arm we'll get you some arm floaties kyle <laughs> kyle's okay with clear water it's yeah, just yeah. it's just dark water water that i can see into i'm not that bad but yeah um, I, w- I would i would second that most <laughs> most creatures that we would run into would probably be pretty scary i don't think all of them would be horrible though like I've seen those little videos of like the Fae. And the, those aren't too terrifying. Unless it swarmed me like bees, then I don't I wouldn't like that. <laughs> I had that happen to me once and it was terrifying. Fairies swarmed you? No, the bees. Mm. Yeah. I was working next to a beehive and it was cold out, but it warmed up just enough, and then for some reason. I wasn't even doing anything, but for some reason, they just kept trying to fly into my eyeballs (laughs) and they would just stick. I had my hood up and they would just stick to my hood and try to sting my hood. When I worked for the propane company, when I worked for the propane company, we were out in this back road. We had to go check this guy's propane tank and he had this old well house and I saw what I thought was smoke coming out of this well house. I'm like, what in the hell are they burning in there? So I go to get closer to it, and I realize it's just thousands of bees. Like, it looked like smoke from far away. He's like, yeah, you're not going to want to go over there. I'm like, you know what? You're absolutely right. I don't yeah. want to go over there. Yeah, 100%. But, anywho. Yeah, I now agree. That we've, now that we've shot off at the mouth. For far minutes, too long. Yeah, there's, people there's are tri- probably Triple digits pissed. in here, which is what we asked for. Sorry, everybody. Yeah. Sorry. People we'll open the phone line. Pissed. Chill out. If we hit 150 people in here, I'll take my hat off and you can see my wonderful locks. It does have pretty nice hair. Probably just going to grow dreadlocks. 
I don't know. I I like it the way it is. Just huge and living its own life. Yeah. Yeah. Like you remind me of Jack Black and John reminds me of Patrick Swayze. I feel like Jack Black. Yeah. It's appropriate. <laughs> yeah. If we get wow, I said that that I take my hat off and we actually lost people in here. Yeah. Impressive. Yeah. It's impressive. It, it, I feel like it's it's gonna be a slow night. <laughs> I don't Kentucky feel like it's gonna be waterfall. A very active night. Africanized bees suck, can confirm. Not that I've ever encountered them, but I've heard stories that they are born pissed off. Fight the island boys. I mean, that'd be a sanctioned fight. That that would boost our numbers wonderfully. It yeah. wouldn't do much for them. No, and and reportedly they have sold their souls. So they might have supernatural powers. Yeah. That is a... That's what TikTok dude said. Yeah. And if he's if that he's making kind of weird, if he's making shit up. He's a good storyteller. Who the TikTok guy? Yeah, he weaves an interesting web. Yeah, and points things out that can be. Uh, that's weird. It's weird. The the occult is very strange. <clears throat> Oh man, loser has to loser has to climb the missing four one one staircase. Yikes! It's weird. Uh oh, we got our first call of first the night. First one of the night. Let's go. Hello, welcome to the night shift. Yo. Hey, what's up, guys? What's going on? Oh, not a whole lot. I just figured I'd call in and give you guys a a short story. Keep it nice and sweet. Awesome. When I was a kid, I guess I was probably around 11 years old. All of a sudden, we were living on a, a cliff, I would say. In front of our house, about 15 out, was about a 45-foot straight down. At the least, it was like 70 degrees. Straight down, and right behind us was 90 degrees. And... My uh, stepbrother and my stepsister kept messing with me and telling scary stories and everything. And they never could get me going. And then one night they woke me up and they were like, there's somebody tapping on windows. And I immediately thought, oh, yeah, they're older than me. They got their friends to run around the house and tap on the windows. So I thought, oh, I'll get their friends. I got them. So I ran outside with the shotgun. I fired around in the air and I said, quit tapping on fucking windows. I'll shoot your ass. Run back inside, and I thought, you know, I'm a little kid. I thought I was hot shit. And I run back inside, and everything went away. But my stepbrother and my sister, they were still scared. And I, I kind of got weird, and they were like, hey, let's move our mattresses into the living room. That way we can sleep together. And I was like, why are you guys still scared? At this point, I thought they were still messing with me that night. Something kept running around the house and tapping windows. And at that point, I wasn't running outside with a gun or not. I decided I'm staying inside. They were scared. I was too. And a couple of days went by, probably a week. 
And me and my sister were standing out on the uh, porch and down at that draw out in front of the house, like I said, it's about a 70-degree angle, about 45 foot down. That's where we put the hay bale for the horses to eat. And there's this thing crouched down that looked like a naked human. And I I was a kid, but at the same time, I really thought it was some crackhead or something. And so we started screaming at it, go on, get out of here. It wouldn't leave. So I went in the house and I got my 30-30. And I told her, I said, you know, keep telling it, keep screaming at it. She kept screaming, kept screaming, kept screaming. It wouldn't do nothing. So I, I put a round right at its feet and it moved. But all it did was move further into the shadow. And at that point, it was like, well, <laughs> if it's human, it's got its warning. So I shot that son of a bitch. And when I did, it didn't act like it got shot, but at the same time, it acted like it was really mad at us. And it looked at us, and then it ran off. And that's the only two stories I have. But it happened on the same spot, so I don't know. Oh, man. Um, when it started, it kind of reminded me of the... Uh... Kentucky goblin encounter where they kind of laid siege on the cabin and was like running around the roof and shit. But uh, I don't know. It almost, the only thing I can say is the way it squatted, it seemed like a, a, a humanoid that was really lanky. It was big, but it, it was in a really small little tight compact ball. The way it squatted. But whenever it took off, it, it seemed like it was six foot tall. And I'm telling you, rail fan. Yeah, I, that's what I was thinking, too. Same. It sounded like a rake. But you get you get people that say, like, oh, the rake right. is just a creepypasta, you know, something something people have conjured up. But And this have... was way before that. I mean, yeah. hell, I was 10, maybe, at the time. That had to have been eighteen years ago. Yeah, we've we've had more. And that was people. way before the rake, as far as I know. That's way before the rake was ever thought of. Oh yeah, we've had multiple people uh, come come at us with encounters of a similar entity. It's it's so weird that it just like just took a shot and <clears throat> like yeah, nice try. But what's what's weird now to think about it is in the same spot. There was one time, and I, I was a weird kid. I spent most of my time in the woods, but I always had a gun on me, whether it was a pistol or a rifle or both. And half the time I was on a horse, and there was one time I was with my dog, and I was walking back, and it was way past when I should have been coming back. You know, when the sun starts coming down, Dad said, get back. But I was I was hiding in the creek smoking cigarettes. You know, <laughs> so I was just a dumb kid, and all of a sudden it started getting dark, and it was winter time. You know, it when it starts getting dark, it gets dark quick. So I'm trying to hustle back, and all of a sudden it's dark as can be, and I'm like, "Oh God, Dad's gonna whoop my ass!" So I'm I'm hustling back just fast as I can run, and while I'm running, I hear shit behind me, like something's chasing me. So I'd stop. And my dog would stop. 
we'd look back and he would even look back too. Like, what the hell? So I take off running again and it sounded like there was somebody right behind me. And my dog is looking over his shoulder the whole time. And this is the boonies. It's thick as can be. And so we're running, 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 running. And I ran into a wire we had just stretched. And it, what we would do is we would stretch barbed wire through them trees to make, you know, bigger pasture. We'd stretch it out further and further and further as we cleared. And I didn't remember stretching that top wire and I ran into that thing full bore. And I've still got scars on my chest where that barbed wire hit me right in the chest and it flipped me on my back. I totally forgot about what was chasing me. My dog totally forgot about it, I guess, because he looked at me like, get up, stupid, let's run. He started licking me and I forgot about it. I got up and the next thing I know, I took two steps forward and I heard four steps behind me and I had never run faster in my life. That dog that had always stayed behind me to make what I thought was to make sure everything behind me was okay. He was out running my ass. And whenever I made it to the porch, he was sitting there waiting on me. (laughs) He's like, Nope, not today. Yeah, He was even out. Yeah, it was. uh, Yeah. But what I don't understand is how I hit that barbed wire fence and everything stopped until I got my bearings. I don't know. That doesn't make sense. Weird. No, that's weird. It's almost like it a, was almost like it was just messing with my head. Or like a perverse hunt. Mm. Like, yeah. it, like it like it didn't want you incapacitated. That's that's not fun. Ooh, one of the challenge. <laughs> I don't like that. No. Uh, what no, what state was this in? What state was this in? Oklahoma. Oklahoma. I'll have to dig the in. The scariest thing that ever happened to me was no cryptid, nothing like that. But it's still something they say doesn't exist in the state that I'm in. Well, in America. I was about, okay, I was about, oh, 11 years old, and again, but this time I was on horseback, and I rode about five, ten miles away from the house, and I started making my way back, thinking I had the time right, and it got dark, and like I say, Dad said, don't, don't be out after dark, we didn't have cell phones back then, and so I was coming back, and all I could see was the moon, so I could guide myself by that. I knew time of the year and everything else, so that's about the general direction I need to go. And then all of a sudden, my horse will not go forward. He's rearing up. He's fucking squealing like a, a puppy. Like, what the hell? I've, I've been on horses my entire life at this point, you know. I never had one just stop unless they don't like water crossing or something like that. This some bitch stopped. He's rearing up. I'm going to turn him around. I tried to push him back forward. He wouldn't go forward. So I started going around. And all of a sudden, I hear this rustle through the trees coming at us. Because he, he started to go around just fine. And all of a sudden, he stopped. And he stopped and he started shaking like a quivering dog, like a dog shitting peach seeds. <laughs> he was shaking. 
And I kicked that son of a bitch, and I, all I did was just tuck my head down by the what you guys would know as the, the horn. And I stuck my head down past the swells, if anybody knows what that means. But I just hung on, and I kicked that son of a bitch, and we ran. But the only thing I saw behind us and what was screaming, what I thought was a woman screaming way in the distance, was a black panther in Mounds, Oklahoma. They say they don't exist, but I saw it face to face. And I don't know why I'm alive to say so. I've got a buddy here in Illinois that swears he's he's seen one while he was hunting when he was younger. They saw the back legs and the black tail, and he swears by it. He's spent as much time in the woods as anybody could, hunting, doing this, that, and the other, and he said, he said, I... I would bet everything I know what I saw, well, and it was a black paper. Everybody tries to disprove me, and they're like, well, the light was behind him. And I'm like, no, the moon was behind me. So it wasn't a silhouette. Like, I saw that his, his fur looked blue in the moonlight. Like, it shined. I know it was a black cat and a big bastard. And it screamed like a rabid woman. And I've had a couple of those. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's kind of the same with mountain lions here. Like you hear, you hear stories and you see trail cam pics of them and people are still like, nah, they're, they're not around here. They're not around here. One just got hit in Missouri right. a couple of weeks ago uh, on the interstate. So they're, they're here. And I, those big cats. Really? Have... A black one? No, 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 no. Just a regular oh, mountain okay. lion. Yeah. Oh, so you, you guys supposedly don't even have them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> and they've, like, it was there. It was all over the news. Somebody hit one on the interstate, and it was still alive. And when, they, when the uh, animal patrol or whatever came back to check on it, it was long gone. And they say the, the area that those big cats like, keep are hundreds of miles. So you could, you could see one one day. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then it'd be in the next state over the next day. It's, Let alone uh, black ones. We had about a 120 pound one that was doing every bit of a hundred mile loop every week that they say they don't drag anything up in trees. Mountain lions supposedly don't drag anything up in trees. And we had a hundred pound calf drug up in a tree and it didn't even finish eating it and left. Yeah. And they say they do not drag them up in trees. They eat them on the ground. So science, uh, I don't know. <laughs> and come to think of it, I heard I heard a story that my grandpa used to live a couple of towns over way back in the early like 1900s. Uh, there was one that roamed around in Otterville, Kyle, uh, a Black Panther. I don't know yeah. if they... I don't know if they shot it or what the deal was, but there was multiple sightings of it here too. My dad said he's seen one or either seen one or heard one when he was little. And I mean, they, Oh, I'm a believer. He lived over in Calhoun and they have a Creek there called Panther Creek. And they're like, it's not called that for no reason. Yeah. Well, y'all, I don't want to keep you any longer, but I have one more question. I sent you guys something through Instagram the other day about some worm 
floating through the water, and then they hit it with a oh, either the tip of a. Okay, was it you, Kyle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, they hit this. There's this worm floating through the water. They hit it with the tip of a, a fishing pole or something. I don't know, and it just busts into little fragments. I don't know, not fragments, but it dispersed into the water. But it was swimming up to it. Yeah, it don't, what, it what's don't, your thoughts on that, Kyle? I have no idea, man. It literally looks like a snake swimming through the water, and then they smack it, and it almost looks like it. It almost looks like smoke, like it, it just goes, just right. Like, like it, it almost like it, but it's almost like it self-destructed because it's it went weird. so far out. It was weird, man. You guys talked to those fellas. I don't know who they were, and they were talking about the uh, the mushrooms in the sky you know the there were beings in the sky and all kinds of stuff like the way they explained it that's kind of how i picked up on that right do you know what i'm talking about yeah dude it's i don't know is like i get bizarre videos sent to me a lot and that that's been one of those guys were full of shit until i Saw that video and I went, wait, this this is beyond uh, CGI because CGI would have made it look so much better. It, 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 I mean, it looks real to me. Right. It's it's right. it's absolutely bizarre. It's it's absolutely right. bizarre. Sorry, sorry to keep you guys so long. No, it's I'm gonna okay. let somebody else call in. Love y'all. Keep up what you're doing. Thanks, man. I we appreciate, appreciate you. Stay safe hey, and stay weird out there, my friend. Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, it's it's a weird video, dude. Because you just see this thing like slithering through the water, and they smack it, and it just goes. It's just like a, it's so weird. It's so weird, and it's it sucks because I get so many so fast sometimes that I I forget about them. You know, I forget about the videos that get sent to me. Yeah, people in the chat are saying it was the dudes from Cryptids of the Corn that talked about the, yeah. the sky fungus entities. Dude, there's all types of crazy information out there. Like I've heard, you know, it's not on subject, but it's kind of on subject. Like, because I've heard the same with the sky as below. But people supposedly finding bodies of water underneath the ocean, and they try to penetrate them, and they can't. They, they just kind of bounce off of it. That's crazy. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. Like, and I love to entertain thoughts, you know. And some people, um, some people say it's the same above as well. Hey, welcome to the night shift. Hey, what's going on, guys? Not much. How you doing? Yo. Appreciate you taking my call. Absolutely. Uh, great podcast, guys. Uh, I got two stories for you. I'm going to keep it as quick as possible. Um, I'm a helicopter pilot. I do air EMS or life flight or, you know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, this no shit happened two nights ago. We were on uh, most of our job as EMS pilots as we do um, – 
hospital to hospital transfers or facility to facility transfers. I know everybody sees us, you know, land on the interstates for wrecks and stuff like that. And we do that as well, but most of it's just hospital to hospital stuff, right? Um, so we had transferred a patient to another hospital about a month, about an hour away, and we were on the way back, and it was dark. And normally, as I'm flying, I always get um, we have to pass through the edge of a military installation, so I always call that tower and ask for flight following. And what all that is is they're picking me up on radar, they're letting me know that they have me on radar, and they follow me to my next point. Okay, our home station is a is a towered airport as well. So I have to call them and get the request permission to come into their airspace. So anyway, I, I contacted the army airfield that was closest to us and got flight following with these guys. And my flight nurse um, said, what is that? And you never want to hear what is that when you're, you know, 3000 feet in the fucking air, right? You don't want to hear that, especially at night. And normally I fly with night vision goggles, but the, you know, two nights ago it was very clear and I had enough ambient light that I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't flying with them. And I yelled at her and I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? What is that? And she pointed and I'd say probably about my nine o'clock, no shit, about two miles, there's a, a silver spear, fear. And it's got this rotating bluish white light that's going around. And from what I'm looking at, it was about the same flight level as me. So I called the army airfield and I asked them, did they have a contact on their radar about my nine o'clock? They had nothing on their radar, nothing. They had me, that was it. And they said they had two other, um, black Hawk helicopters, um, in their airspace at their airfield taking off. And that was it. So I called ahead to my tower and I asked them, Hey, do you have any aircraft in the area about my nine o'clock? They had nothing on their scope as, as well. Now the particular aircraft I fly, we have um, onboard radar as well. It's more of a collision avoidance thing, so we don't run into shit. But I didn't see anything on my radar either. And we watched it for about five minutes until I got about, I'd say about parallel with it, about a mile away from it. And it was there, and all of a sudden it was gone. Nothing. Um, we landed. I had my tower call me wanting to know, hey, did you see another aircraft that we didn't have? And I was like, no, nah, it was just a glare off the uh, windshield from the moon. That was all it was. But I saw it. My flight nurse saw it. My flight medic saw it. And when we landed, we got into our, our quarters. I told both of them, I said, y'all don't speak a word of that shit to nobody because that is a career ender if you say something, that you've seen anything. Why is that a career ender? As a pilot, I mean, you've, you've never heard the stories about pilots reporting shit that they see, and not all of a sudden they're not deemed uh, flight-worthy anymore. Touche. Touche. Yeah. I thought maybe being that close to a military base, you might get pulled off to the side. Good. <laughs> yeah, probably, well, more than likely, yeah. I'm sure we'd have a, a, a face-to-face sit-down with somebody. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, in my previous career, I was in the Army, and I flew helicopters in the Army. Okay. Um, so, and I've, I know for a fact that if, especially being an Army pilot, if you if you mention anything remotely, hey, I saw something that looked kind of fucked up, you're going to go, they're going to put you back to a psychological mm-hmm. evaluation. They're going to they're gonna make sure that you're, you know, you're not going to run the damn aircraft into the ground just because you're crazy. Um but yeah, that happened. Like I said, that happened two nights ago. And That's like I said, so normally, 
normally, you know, the, the aircraft I fly, uh, it's, it's rated at about 14,000 feet, but I keep it, you know, 3,500 feet. It gives me enough of a cushion. If something happens, I've got plenty of time to find somewhere to put it. But yeah, this is, uh, first time I've ever seen anything, even all the years flying in the army, I'd never seen anything in the sky. Now I was stationed at Fort Lewis, Washington, and both of you probably know exactly where that's at. Um, we were, I was an Apache pilot, but this particular night we were doing gunnery and I was sitting in the front scene as a gunner. So I had all the, the FLIR, all the optics, all that shit right in front of me. Right. Um, and we were, I'm not going to say what range or, or where we were at as far as relation to the base, but we got a ceasefire called, um, almost immediately when we got to the range, cause somebody had spotted an individual, we'll just say an individual walking the range. Um, me and another Apache kind of made our way over to where they saw this individual walking. And I'll say that on my FLIR, the, the distance, we were about a mile, probably a mile and a half from it, but I was able to zoom in to where it looked like he was more or less 10 feet away from me. This fucking thing was probably nine to 10 feet tall. You could clearly see through our FLIR, the hair on his arms, the hair on his back, uh, no, no neck, huge, broad shoulders. And the, uh, the captain that was flying behind me, uh, his dumb ass said it over the intercom. Is that a fucking Bigfoot? And I was like, I was like, there's only one way to find out. Let me, let me throw about three rounds of this 30 mic mic down range. And I said, we'll figure it out if it is. Like, you know, we can't kill that. <laughs> so oh. we got now with that particular thing, that was that, that thing was seen by, three different flight crews. So we were approached by guys, uh, plain clothes guys that said they were army CID. I don't think they were army CID cause they didn't carry themselves that way. Um, they carried themselves more FBI or CIA and we were all, we all had to sign uh, non-disclosure letters, but I'm, reti- I'm retired. I'm retired out of the army. So I don't give a fuck. They can come. <laughs> Hell yes. How many years ago was that? Uh, the army incident happened in 2005. Um, uh, I, re- I know that cause I had just rotated back from Iraq. Oh man. <clears throat> yeah. And like I said, I, I'm not going to say it was a fucking big foot, but if it was one of the grunts on the ground in the damn ghillie suit, 30 miles from anybody by himself in the dark, he's an idiot. That's a huge dude. If it was. A fucking huge special forces guy. I mean, nine fucking feet tall. Yeah, oh, right. Man. Dude, that is awesome. That is dope. I, I never, I mean, I'd, I'd heard stories from some of the other guys at Fort, Fort Lewis. You know, obviously Washington is like the, the epicenter for Bigfoot. And, um, you know, I'd heard stories, but I'd never seen anything myself. But, yeah, we, we talked about that for ever. Every time we went up, uh Matter of fact, we changed two of the aircraft's call signs to Bigfoot 7 and Bigfoot 8. <laughs> That's awesome, I love dude. it. I love it. That is so but, crazy. Uh, no, but the, the UFO, the, and the other thing about the, the UFO I saw the other night is the next morning, um, we, we, we do a 24-on, 48-off type, type deal like, the, like a firefighter does. The next morning, me and the other pilot took the aircraft up to do a maintenance flight on it real fast. And I made a point to make my way over to where I was pretty sure we saw that object. And you'll probably find this interesting. It was hovering over a cow pasture with a herd of cattle, about 200 head. 
weird. That's weird. It's yeah. weird how it it falls into line kind of with all all of this recent UFO uproar. Like seeing the spheres, you see like all over social media, there's people seeing these spheres. And the fact that yeah. it's it's manipulating radar and shit was one of the things that they said about the uh the objects that they shot down that it was manipulating the radar of the fighter pilots. So <laughs> makes you wonder how many yeah, of these fucking I, things are in the air right now. I heard I heard I heard that that the uh the F twenty two pilots and, and whatnot were saying it was it was fucking with their radar and yeah. they were trying to get a lock on it. And yeah. like I said, this the <sighs> The radar I have in my in, in in our cockpit is probably not as sophisticated as air traffic control has because I don't have the range that they have, obviously. But I mean, I would I should have been able to pick up that object. I'm my radar is good within about five miles all the way around me, so I don't run into something or somebody. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but you know when I like I said I pass I don't pass through the military installation. I pass right on the outskirts of it, but. I always ask for flight following. That way, they know I'm there. That way, because this is a this this army base is a training base, so they've got several helicopters in the air at any given time. Matter of fact, that's where I went through my my helicopter training years and years ago. So I always just kind of throw that out there. Hey, you got a civilian EMS helicopter that's just passing by, let everybody know so everybody hears me. And when I called back and they had no traffic, and then my guys at our towered airport had no traffic. And like I said, I got a phone call from the guy in our tower because I know him. And he was asking me, he goes, man, did you see something? He said, well, there's somebody up flying. He, no way. And he actually thought that maybe there was another aircraft up like uh, uh, like an experimental aircraft or something that didn't have a transponder on it because we have a lot of those down in the south. Um, but I'm like, you know, you fucking idiot. It's 11 o'clock at night. Who the hell is going to be flying an ultralight or a glider yeah. in the dark? I'm like, no, it was just a, I said, it was just a glare from the moon on the windshield. And he's like, oh, okay, com- totally bought it. And my flight nurse looked at me when I hung up the phone. She goes, you're a lying sack of shit. And I was like, I wasn't about to fucking tell this dude the truth. I said, that shit had been all in the paper by, by the time we got off. In the morning. Especially, especially this week. Yeah. You, you said, that, that, that pudgy bastard would have sold that story to the damn some kind of some kind of radio station or fucking news. I said they'd have, yeah, they they'd have yanked my wings before oh, I ever stepped dude. out of this damn hangar. They would have made you famous, that's for sure. Yeah. That is crazy I ass, mean, crazy ass EMS pilot sees UFO. Yeah, I can see that now. It may I mean there's there's so many routes you can go with that. It makes you wonder if it may, what if it was something they were they were testing from the base right there since it was so close. Like it's I you know, I went through flight school in 2001 um and i joined the army in 1998 and i went through flight school in 2001 and i went to flight school at that base so i'm i'm very familiar with the area and their training now things have changed a little bit obviously since since i was a student pilot um and i was never an instructor pilot or anything like that back there but you know i there's nothing top secret on that base <laughs> no ufos I mean, that you saw right <laughs> No, no. I mean, they got Blackhawks, they got Apaches, uh, Chinooks, and then the the new Army trainers they're using now. And I mean, the Air Force and uh, Air Force and the Marine Corps got the uh, the Ospreys and the Hueys and stuff like that. But there's there's nothing out there. There's no jets. There's uh, I mean, even the Air Force bases that are in close proximity. There's one north of us, and there's one south of us, and 
you know, even those guys, they, you know, fighter jets, they stay well away from us. We don't ever see them. Man. So I don't know. All I can say is it, it was, I don't want to say it was completely round. It was almost kind of, almost kind of like it was round with maybe a little, a, a, maybe a tic-tac type, type of shape, but it had, it looked like it had a white light with maybe a blue light chasing it all the way, just completely going around the outer edge of it. And I, I think that's what caught her eye was the light. And, you know, I'm, I was oblivious to it. I'm glad she caught it because I, she had, I could have flew into it, but. Man, that is that's so awesome crazy. story. And then when it disappeared, did it just like literally disappear? I saw, I saw upward movement, but it was so fast that I think it, I think it shot straight up, but it, it, it did it in a manner that was so fast that to, to our naked eye, it looked like it just disappeared. But I'm almost a hundred percent certain that I saw upward motion before it disappeared. So I, I think it just picked a spot and shot up. And wow. I've heard, I've heard stories about that too, where people say they were, at a complete hover and all of a sudden they're like the speed of light and they're gone. So I, I don't know if it saw us or it realized it saw us. I don't know if it picked up my radio transmission and I heard that I'm asking about it. I, I don't know. It was like it was there. And it, it, well, I probably watched it for about 10 seconds in between me calling two different towers and it was there and gone. That's oh, so that's, wild. That's, bro. that's awesome. That's so wild. I don't even, I mean, it's, it's, it's part of the course for what's going on right now. That's the first thing that popped in my mind. Like how many of these fucking things are out there right now? <clears throat> well, you, you say that, and I have a, a close friend of mine from high school that works at the nuclear power plant as a uh, police officer. And he said over the last six months, they have videoed uh, numerous objects over the nuclear power plant. <sighs> Weird, weird. And he said, he said there was one object. There was one object that was over one of the nuclear silo. I guess it's a silo. I don't know the steam stacks or whatever they call them. And he said that they actually called um, the military base and they dispatched two Apaches to the area. And by the time the Apaches got there, they were gone. And I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck? I flew, I flew Apaches. I mean, great, awesome aircraft. I mean. It'll blow your shit up, no doubt. But I mean, it's not a it's not an F twenty two by any means. It's not gonna stand toe to toe with whatever the hell this shit is. And I firmly believe our government knows something about it. Oh yeah. So, That's why they're playing I all these know. dumb fuck fuck games with like, oh now now we're shooting them down, but we can't find any of the wreckage and all this other st- stupid just word salad they keep spitting out here because now people are asking questions about it. It's, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't buy it. Having, having been a government employee, and I, I, I know better. I, I mean, they don't, they don't spend the money on stupid shit that they claim they're spending money on. That money is going somewhere else for research. I don't know if it's our technology. I, I kind of like to believe that it's technology that we have. Uh, I guess the best way of putting it, we've, we've seized, maybe from crash sites or, or, or something like that. Yeah, I don't know reverse engineered and shit dude those, yeah that, that's wild and then uh, i'm still like processing the ufo story and the bigfoot story is just just as oh, much yeah. of a banger especially when you got 
the the civilian clothes guys coming in like, hey, don't talk about this. Yeah. Do not talk about this. Oh yeah. Yeah, they well when when we asked, now you gotta understand it was early, it was kinda early on in my career, so I, I didn't have a whole lot of rank or, or say so. But you know, we still asked questions. We were still officers. We still I was like, Well, what the fuck was it? Who was it? And all they said was, Don't worry about it. You didn't see what you think you saw. <laughs> We've got, we've got, what did that one guy tell me? He looked, he said, he said, it's not what you think and it's not what you think you saw. We have it under control. I'm going to assume that it's something worse than. <laughs> yeah. Like what, what in the, what are you supposed to do with that? Yeah. <laughs> Cause, oh man. I don't even I know like, why the, I just don't understand. And unless Bigfoot has supernatural properties. I don't understand why they would want to remain so secret about it. Uh, honestly, and just and this is just my opinion based on you know the stories that I've heard. I don't think it's got supernatural properties. I think that it's I, I can't put my finger on whether it's an animal, if it's the missing link between us and apes, if it's some kind of a hybrid. I don't know, but I, I think it's a living, breathing organism. I think it can be killed. Um, but I think it has adapted to its environment so well that when people say, oh, it cloaks or it disappears, I don't think it does. Our eyesight is naturally trained to notice movement. So if you take a guy in a ghillie suit that knows what the fuck he's doing with that ghillie suit and you go put him in a bush and you have 10 people stand there and look at that bush, they'll never see him until he moves because that's how our eyesight's trained. So I kind of, I kind of believe that these things have maybe been around a lot longer than us, and I think they have adapted to their environment to the point to where they can manipulate their environment to where we can't we can't see them unless they move. Because like I said, our eyesight is is one hundred percent honed in on movement. So. Yeah. That's just my opinion, and I by no means, it, you know, as uh, one of the uh, one of the other podcast guys that's got a Sasquatch. What's he say? I don't have one in my garage studying it, and I don't have one either. So I don't know. <laughs> same, same, man. Uh, my my garage is not big enough to hold a nine foot fucker like that. So you know. that ain't no kidding. That's so fucking wild. <laughs> it is wild, man. It's it's but, uh, it's. I don't know. It's an awesome set of stories. Absolutely yeah, I, awesome. Well, the the UFO thing I knew you guys would like because I know I know how y'all are about aliens and shit. So I figured you'd like to hear that because I don't I don't know what it was. I really don't. I mean it's it's the absolute classic you know unidentified thing. So I I don't know. I know what we saw. My flight nurse is still kind of fucked up about it. We flew tonight and yeah, she was glued to the windows in the back. Oh, you see that? You see that? You see that? And I'm like, fucking stop. <laughs> we ain't talking about this. Yeah. This didn't happen. Damn, man. I love it. I love it. You need to be careful though if they're in your if they're in your flight path and shit. That that's some that's dangerous. Well, All these fucking things not showing up on radar and just popping out of the middle of nowhere. Like I said, it, it it was it was over it was over a livestock, you know, That's pasture. Weird too. So I don't I don't know if it had something That's to do so with cows. Weird. I've 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 heard shit like that, but it was also um 
now that I think about it, it was only about a mile from uh, the, you know, most it's got a municipal lake. There's a little town, county lake. Well, it's not little. It's pretty big. Uh, it was only about a mile from that water source. So I don't know. I've heard people say that they see them around water sources. I've heard people say they see them around empty fields. And I, I mean, I've heard stories where they see them everywhere. So I don't know. I don't know what the hell the thing was doing. Dude, that's that's so wild. Holy shit. Yeah. That's awesome. So most, nine, most of the time I have a GoPro um, kind of propped up behind me that watch that kind of makes videos of what I'm doing. And it would, if I'd had one going that night, it would have seen what we were looking at. But oh. we were, when we got the call, it was one of those, you know, this patient needs to move now type deals. So I didn't have the extra couple minutes to kind of bullshit around and put this camera up. We had to, we had to get in the air and get, get this patient moved. So, uh, my dumb luck, I guess. Either way, dude, you saw it. That's all that matters in the end. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I, I, I don't think I wanted to see it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Some people I don't, don't. Yeah. I don't, I don't blame you there either. That's. <sighs> Well, I mean, and, and a lot of I, questions. Say, I say that I say that because now it like you just like you just said a lot of questions. Now I'm questioning fucking everything I see in the sky. Yeah. yeah. Um, like tonight, you know, my flight nurse was bouncing around like a damn ping pong ball in the back. What is that? What is that? What is that? Well, <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna lie. I was fucking doing the same thing. Oh I yeah. Moving, I, I was constantly moving around looking, and I'd see a star. I'm like, what the fuck? Is that motherfucker moving? Okay, it's not moving. <laughs> Oh, I love know, it. I'd, I'd, catch, I'd catch something. And so now it's like, fuck, I wish I hadn't seen it because now I've got a job to do that uh, I used to enjoy. But now it's like, when we got a call tonight. I was like, I don't know if I want to go up. Let me go check the weather. <laughs> it looks like a storm. Can't even focus because you got to dodge UFOs, man. That's, so, but that's why. you guys got a great podcast. I, I've, I, Caught on you guys, uh, I'd say about a month ago. Some kind of backlog right now, trying to catch up. But so far, it's uh, every episode's been a fucking banger. You guys are awesome. Appreciate you, brother. Yeah, we appreciate it. We appreciate it, my friend. All right, guys. Well, I'll let some other weird fucker call you guys with another <laughs> fucked up story. So, all right, brother. Y'all have y'all have a good night. You yeah, too. Stay safe and stay all weird right. out there. Yes, sir. Have a good one. You as well. Oh, that was awesome. That was awesome. That was awesome. I'm like, I'm tied up with the UFO because it's like current and just happened. I'm kind of Bigfoot story. I'm kind of ultra impressed by the Bigfoot story, bro. And like when we were, when we were on AFK, we were kind of talking similar shit. Yeah. Which you guys will have to wait for. Yeah. Here we go. Hello. Welcome to the night shift. Yo. How's it going? This is Bert. What's going on, oh, buddy? Hey, Bert. Oh, fellas. I have had an experience recently. Oh, fresh. Fresh, fresh weirdness. Uh, maybe within like the last week and a half, I believe it was. I was, it was late at night. I was getting ready for bed. And this was like a day before the, the main story. I heard of like a woman's voice. Like, I go to bed pretty late sometimes. I'm guessing this was around two in the morning and I heard like a woman scream in my house. I don't have the hugest house. So I was like, okay, that was weird. So I checked, made sure everybody else is still sleeping, which they all were. So I went to bed 
a couple days later, I was laying in bed. I was on my side, and I I experienced sleep paralysis for the first time. Um, I felt like my eyes my, my eyes were open. I was laying on my side, so I couldn't see anything but the wall, and I felt pressure on the bed, like somebody was kneeling on it, like right behind me. So I'm like telling myself, turn around. And like my eyes are wide open, but I can't move at all. And I'm like trying to force myself to move. And I I was just stuck. I couldn't move at all. So I'm like, in my mind, I'm just screaming. I couldn't make any noise. And the entire time this is happening, it still feels like somebody is kneeling and moving around the bed and I was sleeping by myself. So I'm like, turn around, turn around, turn around, turn around. In my mind, I'm like, just look. And by the time I could finally look, it all stopped. I finally was able to move and turn around and there was no more movement. There was no one in the room. It was just weird. Sleep paralysis is the worst, man. I've never experienced it before this. Um, yeah, I've never felt physically felt anything when, whenever I experience it, but I, I just have like this innate feeling, this innate fear that something else is in the house. I've never seen it like out, outside of the weird encounter we had when we were going over the blood. So stuff, I've never seen anything, never heard anything. It's just, just in my brain, there's something in there and I've kind of, I don't know if it works for everybody, but I kind of trained myself how to snap out of it after a while. If you can do like, try to focus on the the smallest movements you can make, like focus on trying to blink your eyes or like wiggle your toes. And usually once, once you can get that, it, it'll like speed the process up of snapping out of it. Cause that's what I'm like, yeah. wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Yeah. If you experience exactly it again. I, I kind of hope I don't, but I kind of hope I do. I don't know. It's really weird. Yeah. I know that my heart was beating out of my chest. I had like, I don't know, it was weird because my heart was beating extremely fast. But in my mind, I was like extremely calm. But at the same time, I was like, you need to look at what's happening. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it's like the, the hardest struggle just to try and move. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I don't know. That was, it was weird. And then mm-hmm. I know Cassie has been using some kind of meditation app thing when she'd been sleeping and she said that she'd been experiencing some weird stuff but at the same time this happened when i was sleeping by myself and nobody else is in the room it was in the middle of the night i was like what the hell is going on it was weird that is have, has anything else been ticking up lately or was that, that just the that pretty much that's <laughs> it um okay a couple of weird things happen here we go so here we go, Bert. Uh, okay, you know the whole like owl thing I got going on with my, my story of the owl. Um, there was this crow. <laughs> I was leaving a grocery store recently, and there was this crow, and or raven or whatever you want to call it, and it was like it was going crazy, making noise, right? So I'm walking to my car, and I'm like, "Shut the hell up!" And this bird just stopped what it was doing and it stared at me the entire time. <laughs> like like you heard what I was saying so I was like oh shit so I'm like keeping my eye on this thing and, and it just it was completely quiet the entire time it was watching me so I'm like, okay that was weird so 
I noticed another thing, me and Cassie were at Walmart. And it, this wouldn't necessarily happen to me, but I looked down this aisle and there's these two people. They're facing, I don't know what it was like, shampoo or some shit. But like I saw some shampoo fly off the shelf behind them. And they like, what the hell was that? But like, it was weird because I don't know. I've just been noticing a bunch of shit recently. Stuff moving on its own, shit like that. And then I have noticed around my town, somebody has been putting feathers in all the stop signs. Like every stop sign I come to, there's either one or two feathers sticking out of it. And recently they've changed. They're not feathers anymore. Now somebody's hanging like these little ball things from them, like handmade ornament things from the stop signs. What? All over my town. I don't know what the hell's going on. That's weird. That's weird. I'll take a picture of one and I'll send yeah, it to you. But... Snatch one, see what it is. I should. I should. Oh, but yeah, like I noticed with feathers, I'm like, okay. And then I go up to the next stop sign. I'm like, well, okay, now there's more feathers. And I pointed out to Cassie. I was like, you seeing all these freaking feathers? Like somebody went around the entire town putting feathers around. That's weird. On every stop sign. And then what we pull up to a stop know? sign and I see the ball thing there recently. And I'm like, that's weird. Now there's no feather there. But there's that. And then we pull up to the next stop sign, and there's another one. And she's like, what is going on? I said, I have no idea. That is strange. Yeah. I, uh, You know, crows can memorize your face, right? <laughs> I did not know that, but thank you for scaring yeah. me. If you, <laughs> they do. If you, if you are, like, mean to them, like, throw shit at them or something, they can, they can memorize who you are if you're a regular, like, in their area. <laughs> So maybe maybe throw it a snack next time. I go. I didn't throw anything but shade at it. That's all I can tell you. I thought to shut up. He's like, this is the this is the dude that mean mugged me here in the parking lot. Right. That was kind of weird one too, because it just like immediately stops and like, what'd you say? I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, man. You might I mean, you might seriously think about doing doing some sort of protection around the house, especially if it's uh like sleep paralysis and Feeling that shit is kind of heavy when it pops yeah. off. Um, it's like it was. You know where I kind of stand on the whole consciousness thing, where a lot of a lot yeah. of these these encounters and entity, entities like to just kind of go back and forth through our consciousness and the meditation on the sleep app. The sleep app meditation thing is, I mean, kind of falls in that area. It does. So it does. It's weird, man. It's weird. I saw I saw the best cleansing ritual on Instagram today. I highly suggest that everyone do it. It's it's classic. So what you do is you get you cut out a little picture of Jesus, right? And then you get a bowl and have burning sage inside it. And then you just Put those bitches on a Roomba, and you let oh. them go go through the house, saging and blessing everything. <laughs> well, yeah, now I got to get a Roomba. Give yeah. give the AI robot spiritual sentience. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's amazing. But I saw I just I died laughing when I saw that today. I was like, leave it, leave it to people like us that would do something like that. That. I don't, that reminded me of that meme that you see of the 
Ouija board carpet, and the person says, "Now my room is going to summon a demon." Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I've I've uh, started seeing them with people like have chainsaws mounted to the top of them and shit, and they're like, "We're right, just waiting for the the ATF to come in," you know, <laughs> not the Roomba army army. Oh, that's awesome. But yeah, oh, I, I would probably look into look into a little uh, spiritual defense, especially if it keeps it up and keeps keeps ticking in the direction it is. Well, I I burn sage, we do a smudging and stuff like that. And yeah, it's been a while since I've done it, but that was kind of crazy when that happened just recently. So I was like, oh man. It I don't is, know. I never experienced that. It is a weird feeling in the way you describe like your it's it's like your adrenaline goes through the roof. Like you're exactly oh yeah. It's almost like a like a fight or flight, but you can't move. You know, you're like, oh shit, I gotta do something. Like your whole body yeah. just, just fires off. But you can't move anything, so it's it's a terrifying experience. It's yeah, exactly. All right, I appreciate you guys, and uh, yeah, talk to you later. Hell awesome, yeah. it's good good to talk to you, Bert. You too, guys. Stay right, safe, my later. friend. Shout out to Burton, everybody. Check him out For at sure. Local Legends. For sure, got For his sure. his pod up and running. Go and show him some love. Listen to his show. Oh, did he get actually get it up and running? Yep, he released awesome. the episode uh, a couple weeks ago. Awesome, awesome. I listened to it on my way home from work. That's Talked awesome. Got some local weirdness. It's good stuff. Man, I've been seeing a lot of those. Uh, kind of Burton kind of reminded me of it. I've been seeing a lot more of them glitch videos. Like I saw a glitch video, and it was like a. I don't even can't even explain it unless there was some type of CGI involved, but there was a car, and it would, Steve is literally like this. The car was like doing a wheelie vertical, yeah, and was just stopped there. And you're so you're looking at it, and you're like, okay, this has got to be something. And then I see the damn front wheels start spinning like they're trying to drive. Like it looked like it looked like they drove up something like a pole or something and got stuck. And then somebody CGI'd out the pole. But I don't I can't, you know, obviously I can't verify that. But it so, I don't, it was bizarre looking. It's so weird nowadays with technology. Technology is our greatest ally and our greatest enemy. Because you 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 don't know what's real anymore. No. And and I was kicking it around UFO Twitter, and they're talking about like deep fakes now, and like what UFO evidence are we going to believe now that the deep fakes are coming out? You could have any any political person in a deep fake saying UFOs are real, UFOs aren't real, UFOs right. are from Mars, UFOs are from Montana, you know, and it's going to get to a point to where you're just you're just not going to know. <laughs> yeah, you, you're not going to be able to trust anything, and it's. I don't know. Like, I, I guess it's just kind of in the camp that we're in where you and me are just, we're always going to be content with what we see. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm, like, I'm like, almost you, even worried. Like it gets to a point to where like, we're going to have to question what we see physically. Yeah. You know I ain't what I thinking mean? about that, which sucks. It does suck. But, but we did see that. We did see the Hawk frozen in the sky. Yeah. That one's weird. And I got people by, posted it on facebook as a reel and people like it's it's 
taxidermied with fishing line. And I'm like, that's a that's a whole lot of work to I mean, make a viral TikTok. It's possible, but, but yeah, I, absolutely. There, there are people that would do it. Oh yeah, for sure. I wouldn't. No, because I don't have the gumption. No, I just. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I just think that in, I guess the way that I see it is even with all these deep fakes, it doesn't change much. Like as far as the way, as far as the way that I view any type of evidence that gets tossed our way, you know, you, you have to like look at it skeptically, but at the same time, and that's what helps. Like when you, we're talking to people like we are, yeah, that's what I was just going to say. I I put 100% more credence into people that I can talk to with personal experiences than some talking head on a social media platform telling me that they're shooting down UFOs and shit. Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. There's a 100% more validity to people that, everyday people that are seeing weird shit I mean, you can hear it when they talk about it. Like it has affected their life as to what they saw. And that, that holds more weight than any of that other shit. And I mean, it's, it's fair too. Like some of the things like I've experienced stuff. I know you've experienced things, but like, could you just, what would be a good one? Like, like the, the, the video, the guy was talking about, about the, the snake, swimming in the water and then you slap it and it just yeah like imagine trying to wrap your brain around that i yeah i couldn't that's I just, what i mean in the, especially if, think if you were there by yourself if you were there yeah. by yourself you didn't have a camera going you're just fishing i go by myself and go fishing all the time if that were to happen to me i wouldn't know what the fuck to do that's what i'm saying and that's just a little bitty smoke snake in the damn water <laughs> You know, oh, uh, imagine seeing a chubacabra or the infield horror, the infield foot. monster, whatever. Yeah, Bigfoot. Uh, any of them. Any yeah. even even just seeing them like whether a gnome, gnome. That's a good one. A gnome. Imagine seeing a gnome. Something you oh, man like. Yeah, I don't know. Wrap your brain around that. Do you want to try to uh, take one more? I don't care. If they're, if they're calling in. Answer it. Hello, welcome to the night shift. Yo. Hey guys. What's, What's up? What's up? Uh, getting ready to call in again. CJ from what about a month ago now saw the cigar UFO. Awesome. Ooh, awesome. And uh might as well throw it in here real quick. I talked to my dad who is uh also a firefighter up there and he's he confirmed it. He said, Yeah, some guys came up to build out a little airstrip back there in the nineties and he went back there while he was firefighting. Said nobody was allowed back there, so it's there. Oh, that's awesome. That's <laughs> crazy. You find that on Google Earth, but I do actually have a story. Okay. My uh, my last story. So, uh, you may or may not remember. I'm sure some folks don't. I lived up in a little mountain town that was real isolated, and uh, the house that I lived in was hand-built by my grandfather in the 70s. He went out and chopped down all the wood himself. He hammered every nail himself. It was his baby. And he had passed on in 2003, I believe. 
So we were up there essentially to take care of the house. It was kind of the family homestead and make sure it didn't fall into disrepair or get sold or anything. And uh, I'm on the younger side. I was born in 2001, early 2001. So I never really got a chance to meet him. But I was told that he was enamored with me, as I'm sure most grandparents are with their grandkids. And uh, at that time that he died, 2003-ish, he was still living in the house. He was still up there doing all the work himself. And he had fallen ill and no one really knew about it. I don't know exactly what he had, but it was some kind of old school, awful disease. And what ended up happening was he, as it was described to me, essentially vomited out his lung in the house. That sounds and, terrible. Uh, yeah. I, I would imagine so. So, <laughs> uh, it, Maybe this explains why I'm such a weird guy or was a weird kid. Um, his, this was a few months before anyone had gotten up there. So his blood from that passing was stained into the hallway and I saw it every day. Oh shit. I short of painting over it. I don't think there's any way to get it out. Cause it was, you know, stained in for real. So, you know, that, that was, that, that's leading into a ghost story and a, thankfully a pretty wholesome one. So when we moved up there, I ended up getting his former bedroom. Um, we didn't have the money for a new mattress or a new setup or anything. So I just slept in his bed. And okay, this is the part where some folks don't even believe me. I wish I had a picture of it. Uh, across the hallway from his bedroom was a massive doll collection. My grandma was an avid, avid collector of rare dolls. And most of them were out of their box, just ringing the the room they had little benches on they would be sitting in furniture and all sorts of horrible stuff and so i tended to not like sleeping normally <laughs> i like to squirrel away under the covers so i didn't have to look at the dolls so uh one night trying to remember when i when this would have been, I, I believe it would have been about 10. I am hunkered down as I usually am all the way under the covers. So just my nose is sticking out and I hear an odd, an odd noise. It's tough to explain. It's almost like a little rubber ball that you would get way back in the nineties and you would huck at the ground that sort of, it's almost hollow. It's a springy kind of sound. And I kind of 
I debate for a second and then I come up to investigate what it was because I don't know if it was something falling or what. And I don't see anything amiss. I turn on the light so I can see. And then I notice that the door to my bedroom is starting to move very slightly. And uh, it's even. So it's not like it blows open or it gusts a little bit, stops and gusts a little bit again. It's very, very slow. It's painstaking, but it's perfectly even opening from mostly closed uh, across the span of about a minute, maybe a minute and a half to all the way onto the backstop. So me being kind of a, I, I was a go-getter kid, so I hop out of bed and I start poking around, see if there's, uh, I don't know, an animal in the house or the air vents were blowing it open, something. And I poke around the the landing, the upstairs bathroom and everything. I don't see anything, so I go on back to bed and kind of write it off and figure I'll ask my folks in the morning because nothing like this had ever ever happened before. It's not like the door was unleveled or anything and it never happened afterward. So as I'm walking back to the bed, I notice that there is, <laughs> sounds funny, but it's true. There's an ass print right in the middle of it right where i was sitting or sleeping and i i know about ghosts and ghost lore at this point so i'm kind of like oh what do i do do i lay down on it or try to sleep somewhere else and eventually i came up onto the bed and just laid next to it and that was kind of the end of the tale. And this has a little bit of a part two, but give you guys a second to ask ask anything. Or did did you ever feel like afraid of it, afraid of what was going on, or did you did you feel like a connection to your grandfather? Not necessarily a connection because I didn't get the chance to know him. Ah, uh, yeah. I would say pretty fearful because ghosts didn't cross my mind at that time. I was a weird kid and I was thinking about, oh, well, I didn't know what it could be. That that was the scariest part. I couldn't figure out what was going on. So more fearful than spiritual because I didn't believe in ghosts. I still don't believe in ghosts. I had a ghost encounter, and I don't believe in them. My grandma collects porcelain dolls, so I do understand uh, the creepiness factor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, on to part two, I guess. After that, a little time after that, it wasn't causal, but uh, I started to sleep on the couch that was across the room from the bed 
don't know, maybe it was a respect thing or just more comfortable. But I had created kind of a tent where I would drape blankets over the couch. So I was completely cocooned in and the only uh, the only way in or out was the gap between the base of the couch and the floor. And I put a fan in there so I could breathe. So I'm kind of entombed. Um, I'm still not exactly sure what would have prompted me to do that. I know that I hated sleeping in that room because it felt creepy all the time. But that was the system that I was going with at the time. And it was designed to keep me as separate as possible from the outside world. So uh, I'm in there one night awake, trying to drift off. And I'm turned toward the fan so I can breathe easily. When it was just, there was no uh, preceding event to it. Out of nowhere, the blanket above my face, near my eyes, starts to pulsate. It's the best way I can put it. So be depressed down and then come back up in rhythm. Be up and down, up and down. And I figured out pretty quickly that it looked like someone was breathing on it heavily. And so at that point, I'm mortified. I don't know what to do, so I just kind of stay frozen in terror and hope that it'll lose interest or go away or whatever it is. And uh, I'm, I, I don't know how long I'm there for because I am in an isolated chamber, basically hyper fixated on something. So all conception of time is lost. But it felt like a long, long time. And then uh, the blanket that was forming the tent in front of my stomach started to depress. But it didn't come back up. It started going all the way down like someone was sitting on it or someone was pushing down on it. And I I have no choice at that point. I just kind of have to grit my teeth and bear it because there's no escape. So I lay there motionless for as long as I can bear. Don't make a sound. Don't move. And... I don't know why some of my friends have kind of thrown different theories on this, but I end up falling asleep like that. I don't know if it was because I was so terrified that I just crashed out or my body was like locked in sleep position and I just sort of nodded off or what. But the next thing that I knew, it was morning time and there was no real resolution to my encounter. But the blanket that had been pushed down in front of my stomach was now tucked under me like someone had literally tucked me into bed and I was in the exact same spot. So it's not like I rolled over onto it to do that naturally. I hadn't moved in the night. So it kind of seems like, um, you know, no one else would have done that in the house. It kind of seems like he was trying to maybe sit there 
and realized I was there and tucked me in. That would be awesome. Like I, I'm, I'm glad that you, you have processed it that way. Cause I don't know. I don't know if a lot of people would have processed it that way. I, you know, it just makes sense to me because that, that place is just soaked in the guy's essence. And that was his room. That's where he would have been. I was on his furniture. I was kind of in his turf and he seemed to really like me. So yeah, that just is, makes sense. It, it, it does. I mean, I mean, in the context of the whole story, it does feel wholesome. Like he just wanted to spend some extra time with you. Yeah. Just check in make sure I was okay. Yeah. I like that. We don't hear enough of those stories. Yeah, that's for sure. I do. It is like I I say it whenever I hear them. Like it's it's comforting when things line up like that, and people that have left us are still letting them letting us know that they're still here, checking in on us. Yeah, for sure. It's it's a. It was really comforting for me because I didn't like being in that house, skeeved me out all the time. And after that, I kind of loosened up a little bit. I knew that maybe not all of the eyes that were on me were evil. That's, yeah, that is, it is a a good, wholesome story that he's just kind of still, still hanging out. Still hanging out and just checking in. Yeah, there's there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I I feel the same way about you know uh, my brother that passed away. Like I, it, it's really comforting to know that he's got my back still. For sure, yeah. yeah. Well, I know the night's getting a little long for you guys, so I think I'll skedaddle here. All right, man. We we appreciate you calling in and telling us your story. Yeah, thank you for so sure. much for sharing your experience. Thanks for, thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. Uh, we love all the work that you put in. The cult's with you, boys. Thank you. We appreciate each yeah. and every one of you. Stay safe. You too. You as well. Stay weird. We'll catch you down yep. the road. Well. Yeah. We've had some awesome stories tonight. Dude, it was, you guys were sp- Sending the heaters tonight, man. We've had some awesome Sending stories. Sending the heaters. I really enjoyed it. That was, that was, <laughs> they all were just, I love that we capped it off with like a wholesome one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like I said, and it's ironic because we talked with uh, Eric last night and we were talking about some wholesome stories. Yeah. That's how we, um, that's almost how we started the conversation last night. Yeah. Yeah. And now we're closing tonight with uh, a wholesome show. Yeah, that was. You guys, you guys brought it tonight. Yeah, it was not as slow as I anticipated. No, the as far as like we we were in triple digits for quite a while. Yeah, the the call-ins were heaters. The chat were good. Heating. It was it was awesome, you guys. You guys do not disappoint. Never. Let me tell you that. Never. I look forward to this every week. I look forward to hanging out with all of you. I look forward to listening to the weirdness. Just one one big weird family. 
I love it. <clears throat> but on that note, it is getting to be that time, Hollow Cult. We appreciate each and every one of you. You all are Always. the reason we do it. So, until we meet again, stay safe, stay weird, and if you're in a flying machine, watch out for rogue UFOs and night vision Bigfoots as well. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.